0: Everything that I do is, it's like it has to make sense. So God doesn't, sometimes he has to knock me down because I just don't always get it. So what I've given you today is just, there's a couple of little keys. We'll just kind of walk through the pieces. Your first little piece is just a little thing of joy. You can stick it anywhere you want to. You can use it as a bookmark. My mother-in-law is the most crafty woman in the world and she made that. So you can just stick it around and then we'll just kind of walk through these things as we go. Um, of course, let's first pray. I haven't been nervous or, or worried or stressed, but for some reason, my blood sugar feels like... <laughs> right now, at this very moment, I just don't know why. It's like, ah! So let's go before the Lord. Um, Father God, I love being here because we can look upon your creation and see your incredible majesty. My God, we're in awe of who you are and what you do. You're the Lord of Lords. You're the King of Kings. Every knee's going to bow before you. Every tongue is going to confess you are Lord. And Lord God, you love us. This room of women right here, Lord God, you're madly in love with. And you want to pour your truth upon them so that they might be able to walk in the joy that you're giving each one of them. It's a gift you're going to give to each one of us. That's It's yours. Joy belongs to you. And like a loving father, like a husband beyond our belief, you want to give us that gift of joy. And Lord, we've already been told today to open our ears, to soften our hearts, to be still, and to listen to what you have to say. And I pray, Lord God, that the voice of truth will ring out to each woman here and we'll be able to walk in victory from this moment on in the assurance that our Father loves us. And we just ask you to be here. We need your presence, Lord God. We just ask you to be here with us and open our eyes to the truth in your word. In the name that is power above all things, in Jesus' name, amen. amen.
1: Um,
0: I, I loved, I'm sure you all loved the unlocking joy. Who doesn't want joy? Joy is incredible. Hey, kids, come on in. Um, one of my favorite sayings is like if somebody says, would you like some ice cream? It's like, well, why wouldn't I? Yes. <laughs> it's like, would you like to do? It's like, well, why wouldn't I? You know? It's like, of course I'd love to do that. And it's kind of like, would you like some joy? It's like, absolutely. Joy appears 158 times in the New King James Version of the Bible. Anytime God repeats something, it indicates it's an extreme theme. It's like it's, it's important to the Lord. So we want to realize it's like joy is something that God wants us to have. He wants us to something to experience. I'm sure we're all believers. I'm, I'm going to share from the fact that everybody knows Christ as their Lord and Savior. Um, our desire is just to follow him it's like I, I know like we're all on the same path, we're all on the same track we're all on the same, we want him he's our focus he's our, you know, it's like all in all we want Christ and we know he's the source he's the source of joy, the source of love he's all that we need he's everything um, we really need to know what, what joy is, I think we kind of Equate it with happiness a lot and and I know that you guys really realize it's like it's not that because happiness is from our what we can see touch feel and joy is despite <coughs> your circumstances despite what you're doing The dictionary says it's a rational prospect or a reality of, of possessing what we love or desire um, a synonym what I like for it is called exaltation and what that is is triumph. So I feel like joy is, God wants us to triumph in life. He, He's our exaltation. He's where we give all of our praise, and, and he is the triumph in life. Um, joy is a fruit of the Spirit, and that comes out of, I mean, those fruits are should be in our life as a believer. Um, uh, and it's Jesus who gives us joy in John 15, 11. We've heard this verse several times today. These things I have spoken to you that my joy, he possesses joy. It's his and his alone. He, it's my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. He gives us his joy. Um, John 17, 13 says, but now I come to you. This is Jesus's prayer. This is the real prayer of the Lord. John 17 is where Jesus prays like for us. And John 17, 13 says, but now I come to you in these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. And then that just brings us to the question. It's like, well, if I know, it's like if I know who joy is, I know what joy is, you know, I, I, I want God, I need these things. Why am I not walking in the joy that the Lord has for me? Why am I, why am I not grasping it? What am I missing? What am I um, lacking Um, The first verse, your first little key right here, and we're going to look at Psalm 1611. It says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We've heard this verse a couple of times already um, this weekend. And when when I looked at that, and I just kind of kept... Rolling that verse over and over and over. Fullness of joy, all the joy, all of it is in his presence. And he's going to show me that way. Life, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is life. And I looked at those and I thought, joy affects my physical realm. And it also affects my spiritual realm. Um, Matthew seven fourteen. 14, and I look at my physical realm. It says, because, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way of life, and there are very few that find it. I I take heart that we're one of the few. God's chosen us. That makes us special. Right then and there. It's like we're what is it, peculiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Old Testament, Old King James calls it peculiar. Um, John sixteen thirty three says, In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So the Lord tells us, when we want to know about life, it's like, what is life? Well, our physical realm, it's difficult. It's narrow. It's not easy to find. You know, we need help in discovering that. Um, I love that the Bible's so honest. You know, it's just like, it's easier to tell people, hey, life's going to be easy. Come be a Christian, and you're going to have all these great things, and, and things will always work out for you. It's like truth, Christ comes right to the truth. You know what? It's hard. It isn't easy. You have an enemy that prowls around like a roaring lion wanting to destroy you. It's it's like, that's a little like, oh, not just mad at me, not just wants, you know, wants me not to do well. He's trying to destroy me. Mm -hmm. Your flesh, your flesh roars against your body. I mean, against the spirit and the flesh, it's like, that's a fight. That is a fight. Sorry, there's a giant wall. I, I don't do bugs. I don't, and I'm sorry. Don't do bugs. You please. can come sit right over here. There is there a swatter anymore? You can. On the inside, I the fly in. It's right there, Can you see it. Let's kill it. Ah! Hey, you want my sham? She's cue. so brave. She's a mom <laughs> of four boys. Yay! So I only have one, if she's nine months. So it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, if you don't she... give up, it's coming. It's coming. So as we look at life, the Lord tells us that life can be difficult. It's going to be filled with tribulation. And you know what the definition of tribulation is? To thrash or to beat. You guys aren't encouraged yet, I bet, huh? But the Lord tells us it's like sometimes our our path can just get clogged up. Sometimes, like, um, the things that can kind of clog our path is like perhaps something from your childhood. You know, sometimes parenting isn't easy. I wish I could say I've been a great parent and I've always done the best things for my kids, but I haven't. I've hurt my kids. My parents hurt me. They're just people. They've made bad choices and it affected my life. Um, And maybe other family members. You know, I I have a sister that we, she's a believer, but we clash like I can't even believe. Uh, Maybe you're married and your marriage is upside down. My marriage right now has areas in it that is upside down. I'm just like, God, I, I can't figure it out. I don't get it. You know, um, maybe there's an illness. Maybe there's some kind of physical thing that you just can't get over, and you're like, Lord, why is this happening? It's. Um, how about the loss of a loved one? The loss of, of, of friendship. How deep is that pain sometimes when you've had friends for 20 years and something happens? You know, those... Those things are, are... What if you have a prodigal child? Have a prodigal son? First one, he, four years old, he receives Christ as his savior. He goes into the military. He's been at the best kid ever in the whole world. He goes into the military and becomes like a drunkard. And just wild and crazy. And I'm like, Lord. Lord. Um, what about your finances? Finances can cripple you. Finances can stumble you so quickly it's not even funny. And it's like... Um, what about mistakes in your past? Do they haunt you? Is there things that's like, Lord, I mean, and I'll say the word abortion. It's like, what if something happened in your past that you're just like, you know, Lord, I just, I made this mistake, and it haunts me. It haunts me. These things can happen in our physical realm, and they can rock our world. Um, and then when you take a look at, um, when, in that verse, and it talks about, in your presence of fullness of joy. That's our spiritual realm. You know, in God's presence is, is spiritual. Um, God tells us in Second 2 Timothy 2.14 to be diligent, to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Peter 1.2-4 uh, says his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. You know, so scripture tells us, it's like, you need to be seeking the Lord. You need to, you know, you need to get ready. It's like, you need to be applying yourself. He's there, it's available. Um, and, And he's already provided everything. You really don't have to bring anything of yourself. God has provided everything that you need. And yet, for some reason, we still
1: struggle.
0: We struggle to get into his presence. We struggle to find time to be with the Lord it's like he's everything. He's what we worship. And yet, how long can we go? It's like, you know, I haven't had time with him and gosh, can it turn into months, days, weeks, months sometimes? And then that condemnation from the enemy can come. And you just, it's like, Lord, um, where, how do I get back on track? We can get like a divided heart where God suddenly isn't the main thing in our life anymore. You know, life happens. As women, we're balancing our children. We're balancing, you know, trying to be a good wife. Our husband has needs. We're involved in the church. You know, oh, I've got to run the kids to their sports things. It's like I've got all these things on my plate. And it's like, it's like, Lord, you're just not the main thing anymore. You know, it's like I want you to be. But somehow it's gotten off track. Um, Sometimes we can get complacent and we start lacking in obedience. When we know what we've done is wrong, it's like Lord, I know I'm doing the wrong thing. Kathy and I um, had a recent thing. Sometimes, like we we oh, we smooth over. It's like, well, I didn't want to hurt their feelings, so I actually lied to them. You know what I mean? It's like it might be something silly, like you know, what do you think of my hair? You know, and then it, it, it's, you know, it's just like, oh, it's the greatest haircut I've ever seen you have. You know, and it's just in our heart we're going, ah, oh, I hate it. But you know, it's just. His commandments are, are, you know, it's God's love language. To love God is to be obedient to Him. Um, what about waiting upon the Lord? Do we really trust Him? We have our circumstances in life. It's, it's like, do we disbelieve that He's going to do what He's going to do? Um, when we sacrifice being in the Lord's presence, we also sacrifice the joy that, that, that he provides us. And so when I say the question, why wouldn't I? Sometimes I like, okay, you want to know why I wouldn't have any joy? Let me tell you some of the reasons why I don't have any joy. We'll look at David. You know, when we talk about our physical realm, when we talk about our childhood, if you look at David's childhood, um, you know what David's mother is never mentioned in scripture. It's kind of, I thought that was odd. And I thought, I wonder why. And his father, you know, they say, Samuel comes, I need you to gather all of your sons. And he brings several sons, but he leaves David out in the middle of nowhere. He's the young boy, the youngest child. Do you think maybe his mother died during childbirth? His, David's never mentioned. The rest of his family through the rest of his kingship's never mentioned. They don't have a relationship. You don't see them. You know, look at his family life. His childhood is out by himself. And then they, it's like, oh, if someone to be king, it wouldn't be David. Can you ma- I mean, how would you feel as a child? It's like, I'm, I'm abandoned. My, my family doesn't really love or care for me. You know, maybe his mom died during childbirth, and so they have a resentment towards him. But I, it's, he didn't have a reason, really. When I look at David's childhood, it's like, he has a lot of reasons to be resentful. He has a lot of reasons to be hurt. There's family relationships where they don't seem, like when he goes down, to, yeah, I'm going to bring my brother's food. Hey, I want to help you fight in the battle. It's like, you're a jerk. Get out of here. You know, who do you think you are? Um, When you look at David's marriage, Michael, you know, he's dancing down the street praising God. This was a gift to him from the king. It was his wife, Michael. And Michael goes, you're a fool. What are you doing? You know, I mean, when you have those relationships, and, and, and what about the loss David experienced? You know, when he had the sin with Bathsheba, they have a child. God takes that child. David's on his face before the Lord, begging him, pleading him. It's like, Lord, I please do anything. Do anything. Save this child. It was my sin. Do it to me. Punish me. And he loses his child. That's as a parent, the greatest loss I can imagine. The greatest loss I can imagine. To outlive my kids. He has prodigals. He has sons that are want to overtake his kingdom. You know, he has, and it's like. Where are they serving the Lord? They're not. Um, he looks at David, and, or you look with David and Bathsheba, it's like he, I'm sure he looks back in his past. Numbering the people, David numbers the people in disobedience to the Lord, and you know what? People die. Thousands of people die. How do you think he looks back on that and says, wow, my mistake, my ignorance, my, my disobedience to God caused thousands of people to die. people lost their fathers, their sons. You know, if like you look at their finances, and it's like David's so broke, he's living out in the, in the caves. He has to go rob the temple just for bread to eat. You know, look at David's spiritual life. You know, it's like he has a divided heart as he's out there on top of the, the thing, and he sees Bathsheba. He goes and, and he has an affair with this woman. The only thing he cares about is himself at that moment. He ends up killing her husband. You know, it's like his spiritual walk can be, could have been messed up. You know, it's like he's, he's lacking obedience. He doesn't wait upon the Lord. He's not waiting upon God to move in his life. You know, and it's like he has, what's that last one there? He has, he has, not. if you don't make a long time with God, you know, when his time is, is, is focused on his own personal needs, you're just off track. It's so easy sometimes just to get completely off track. Um, on the back of your card, it has some, Little keywords for you. You can add keywords if you'd like to. We can so easily get discombobulated. You can just get it's like, Lord, our our spiritual path or our, our physical path can get all clogged up. You know, it's like I it can't get down the, the path, Lord. I, I don't know what to do. And we really need to start making some choices. That's been a key word through this this weekend. It's like you have to make the choice, you have to make the decision. It's like I've, I've got to change my mind. I've got to change my thinking. I've got to, to, to turn myself to the right way so the Lord can change my heart. Um, as Christians, we're supposed to have torrents of living water spilling out through us. You know, and like the choices on the back are choices, obedience, commitment, resources, PMA, and diligence. Um, God says that we need to be diligent, we need to be seeking him, we need to be in his word. Um, We have to make the choice. um, Instead of saying, like, why wouldn't I have joy, David could have taken all of the things in life and said, here's a bunch of reasons why I don't have any joy. But David, what I love about David, is that when we look at David's childhood, he's out in the hills, even though he's kind of, like, pushed out from his family, he's out on the hills singing praises to God. You know, he's writing songs. He has every reason to be heartbroken, maybe. But what he does is he turns that to praise to God. It's like, I have a father who's in heaven, who loves me. It's like, he takes the promises of the word of God, and he applies it to his life. My circumstance, his circumstance probably was bleak. He said he he was probably rejected from his family. But he says, it doesn't matter, because my father's in heaven. And he just wrote songs all over his heart. David was just totally into God's word. I love, I mean, if you look at the Psalms, you it, I love the, the phrase, but God. When it talks about a circumstance, David will say, you know, it's like all this, all this dilemma is happening. It's like, but God, but God, because of who he is, is going to change everything. Um... um one of the things we've learned recently in our church is that um, even though these difficult things are all happening in your life, God is so good to prepare you for them. Our pastor just recently, we're in the book of Acts. And then I'm sure you guys are familiar with Paul as he's coming to the end of, you know, he's going to be going to jail and they don't want him to go to Jerusalem. So Paul is, is on his way to Jerusalem. They come and the, the prophet binds his, ties his hands with a belt and says, these chains are waiting for you if you go. Every town that Paul has been in, the spirit has spoken to his inside saying, you are facing chains. You are facing confinement. You are facing persecution. That is coming. That is coming. And so they cried. They're telling Paul, don't go. Don't go. You don't have to go. And he didn't. He could have made another, but he says, this is it. He says, God has been preparing me for that. He's shown me the way. He's shown me the way. That's what scripture does with us. It's like the Lord tells us there's tribulations and trials here. It's not easy, kids. It's not easy. It's not going to be easy. He goes, but I've got, I've got the word I've got the word that's going to give you all the encouragement that you need. I've got the power that's going to live inside of your body to help you get through it. And then you become like the telescope. I love that. I love that. It's like here's somebody looking from far away, the little end. And your life has that big glass around it magnifying Christ. And it's like they can look at you and go, how are you doing it? How are you doing it? And they do. They do. It's, nothing's better than that. When you're going through something and, and a non-believer walks up to you and says, how come you're not mad? How come you, you know, if, if they find out, like, something happened in your marriage, it's like, why aren't you leaving him? Or why aren't you, you know, how can you go through that? Or what, what, what are you doing with your kid? Why are you even let him back in the house because he's being the way that he is? And it's like God prepares us, gets us ready for that, gives us everything we need to get through that. Um... <laughs> Okay, so you're asking yourself, okay, but where's the key? Now I need the key. And because I'm like really practical, I like need resources. God, I mean today, I had somebody tell me today, it's like we have the internet, which is incredible. And somebody shared with me today, that's our Romans road today. Back in Roman times, when the, Bible, when the Bible was just first going out, when they, when, they, when they were all sent out, the apostles, they had the Roman road. Jesus came when he came because he could go out through the whole world. The gospel could spread out through the whole world. The internet today is like the whole world. It's like there is nothing that you can't find here. You, of course, you have to monitor that. You have to make sure that what you're reading is biblical, and and strong because sometimes we can tend to find things that we just want to hear it's like this backs my position (laughs) this backs what i'm thinking so this is the website i want to go to but it's an incredible resource that we can use you can use it anywhere if you go in the main sanctuary you can use it in there it's just a, a an interesting um where it's come i mean 20 years ago you know, some of you are probably just that old. You're not even 20 years old yet. But I mean, in, in my lifetime, 20 years ago, that was like, how stupid! How is anyone ever going to do that? That's a room to take up a computer. But it's like now, it's it's a it's on in your phone. It's in your phone, and you can just go like this at any. I love that I can pick up a Bible verse. It's like, wait a minute, I know that verse. I can find it for you. It's that accessible. Um, one of the most incredible things that I use in Bible study is. I don't know if homeschoolers, a lot of homeschoolers have these. This dictionary is phenomenal. The man that wrote this was a Christian. He has tons of references to Christ and the Lord inside this dictionary. Sometimes just to look up a word, like she talked about earlier this morning, it's like looking up, she goes, I read the scripture, a few words that I I don't really understand or grasp, I look them up, and and they just can give you such clarity. Um, There's a concordance. You can find out the Greek and the Hebrew. You don't have to be a scholar but that information is available to you. Um, you need to know Haley's um, Bible handbook. It tells you everything that was going on at the time. You can look and say, okay, well, let, take me there. Take me to Philippi. It will. It will give you information and background on that, depending on what kind of a learner you are. Um, how about stories? I, I, love, I love missionary stories. You know, it's like we need to start pouring into our minds good things. You know, it's like I need, I need to know other people that have maybe gone through really hard. When you read missionary stories, your troubles seem minimal. And just to see the victory that God produces all over the world through people. We had a young man come to our church. His name is Matt Protats. He was a top world skier. Does everybody know him? Has everyone heard of him? He was a top snowmobiler. And he was in movies. He was incredible. He got caught in an avalanche. And God rocked his world. He became extremely handicapped. All of that. He ended up ending his marriage I'm part of it. I mean, it's just he had incredible things he had to overcome. He was in physical therapy. He just could hardly overcome it. now he's a motivational speaker. And to hear him say, I wouldn't trade for what God's done in my life, I would never go back and trade that. He has made me a man of God. He has broken me from a man who thought I had it all. He broke me and taught me Christ is everything. I mean, just incredibly inspirational. It's like, you know what, I need time to get into the Word. I need help getting into the Word. There's all kinds of Bible studies that you can use. These are just six-week studies. We have them at the church. It's like you can't get away to the church. I mean, most of our churches probably have women's studies. But if you can't even get away, it's like these are available everywhere. You can find them online for free. Kathy has a study coming up on the essentials um, of uh, Christianity. So you can kind of get the, the base. If I need my foundation, if I'm kind of rocked easily, let me get the essentials. Maybe I don't understand um, Christian doctrine. I want to be able to share with my friends. You know, look up these resources. Start taking hold of them. If you're coming. It's like you know what? It's Christmas time, and I love having a great Christmas. There's things that are out there that can get you so Christ-centered. That have crafts inside of them, and Bible stories you can tell your kids. Um, we can decorate all over our houses with the Word of God. You know, it's like I have a Scripture all over my wall. Um, you can wear jewelry. I have this jewelry. This is I got this bracelet from somebody. It says, "You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart." It's like you know what? If I have that on my arm, I'm going to look at it ten times a day, and I'm going to think about that. Um, you, there's books on the promises of God. Ah! Oh darn. <laughs> and you know, it's like if, I need I need a specific promise, angels. I don't want an angel promise. Um, God's sovereignty. I need to know that God's in control. It, here's a book that's already found it for you, and all you have to do is look at it. Um, if you say, I, I encourage you, take a notebook with you, and you don't have to write a novel, or write down everything they say, but a couple of key points sometimes can make a huge difference. Carol, where do you get all of your notes? Oh, there's. What is CBD? Christian Book Distributors. is probably the most economical place. Um, you can find it at used bookstores. I find them at yard sales. Um, this Christmas book, I, I actually went to a, a lady that wrote it. I went to her Bible study for several years. Um, actually, you can find it. Last year at, at our church, we read a book. We read three books during the summer. This was, I do not recommend this Amy Carmichael book, but I just brought it because I, I, needed, to, I needed to have an example. I needed to have, a, there are some great books on Amy Carmichael. It's like, yeah, I don't recommend this one. But, uh, you know, it's, and you know, you can network. We have an incredible network of Christian women. You can look up books that are good. If you're saying, you know what, I, I really need a good Bible study. Bible studies are like free online. You can find them free online. Um, a lot of the, um, what would you call these? Missionary type stories. Um, YWAM has an incredible selection of books, and all of them are good. I've read most of them, and they're incredible. Um, trying to think of... So, in our physical realm, this is, oh, and I like a journal. I don't know, does anybody journal in here? A couple of people do. For me, journaling was like I'm just not gonna write a book every night. I'm just not doing. I'm not gonna write. I assume you had to write the whole page. It's like okay, here's you know December first, so I had to write the whole page. And again, you can just maybe you journal twice a week. Maybe you journal twice a month. Maybe you journal just a few times a year. But sometimes, like when God moves you, write it down and put a date. I loved how she said, write that in your Bible. Write the date. It's maybe even sometimes it's just promises to God, and He might speak them to you for someone. And you can pray that scripture over them, and then later you go back and say, God, you did answer that prayer. This person has had that thing happen in their life. Um, we have all kinds of Christian videos you can watch. You can put. TV is such a waste. You know, it's. Don't we just go come home and sit in front of it, and it's like, oh gosh, three hours have gone by, and I've. And I'm tired now, so I'm going to bed. So, you know, it's. It's like we need to start redeeming that time. We need to start saying, what is important in my life? What needs to matter? What needs to make a difference? What needs to um, build me up, stir me up, and cheer me up? I, you know, it's like other, that's what I love coming here for. This is a great time to be built up, stirred up, and cheered up. When, when the women share their stories. And they say, My world was rocked. What do we do? We usually step back, don't we? I mean, every story, it's like, you know, I don't know if it's like the enemy uses shame or if we just feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's okay. It's okay to be in that spot, but for some reason, it's hard for us to immediately reach out for help. You know what I mean? It seems like it creeps in. And then pretty soon, you're like, How did I get here? how did I get here? I'm all, I'm all out of sorts. And then when you go to talk to somebody, you're sobbing in tears and you're all broken. And they're like, gosh, I didn't even know you were having an issue. You know? It's like, wow, you're really a strong you know, person. I'm thinking, were, are you now? Um, so we really want to make our resources. We want to, we want to use those things. They're, they're, we have tons of resources. Tons, tons, tons. One I really want to recommend to you is Wrestling Prayer by Eric Ludy the story captivated me because he talks about David and his mighty men. David was the king, and then his mighty men, um, David's mighty men, David says, oh, if I could just have a drink from the well of Bethlehem. His mighty men pull their swords, fight their way all the way to the well. Blood splattered all over them. They fight their way all the way back and say, for you, my king, we've brought a cup of water. It's like, that's how we should serve our king. That's the example. Is like, for our king, it's worth it. He's worth it. And so David, you know, he says, you know, I can't even drink it. This needs to go right on the altar to the Lord for their sacrifice. It's just those things move me. I love swords and shields and kings, and I just I just love that. And then his wife, David, Eric writes a little bit, and then his wife writes part of, of um, her prayer side of it, too. But it's It just encourages you to pray the word of God over people. Um, God's will is going to be done. That's all there is to it. God's will is going to be done. So when I pray the word of God over people, that's the power. Never returns void. That person that you're praying for has personal choice or they have free will. But God's word is either going to solidify. It will either win them to Christ or solidify where they're going. It will harden their heart either way. But it's just... It's just moving what prayer can do and to be committed. He talks about wrestling with prayer, I mean, through it and, and pushing through it. But I recommend that book to you. And then The Awakening. I don't know. Um, I did a Bible study on um, fasting. And it was all from, mostly from the Old Testament. I, was, I came out of it kind of like almost... It was a good study, but I just—were you in there with me, Stephanie? But I almost felt um, legalistic. I almost, I almost felt like it was too legalistic of a of a take on it. And this book opened my eyes to what fasting could really be—really being in the presence of God. Um, it's 21 days fast, but you can juice during that time. You can eat just vegetables if you want. You can do like a fruit and vegetable fast. Like, I never thought for me, it's like fasting has to be no food, right? And it's like, no. Fasting has to be seeking God. You know, they talk about eating clean food so your vessel can be cleansed. And uh, cleansing for your body is incredible. But then that opens your mind sometimes. And then it has a devotion to go through every single day for those 21 days. And it's, in, it's incredible the stories that people have shared with me. And you know, I think November 1st, if you go to Calvary Chapel Buell or if you're in the Twin Falls area, um, I believe it's Elaine Proust is going to start this. And we're going to meet like once a week. And just kind of share um, our times together. I don't know if we're going to meet in Twin or in, in Buell. I don't know how she's going to arrange that. But um, if anyone would probably like to, just let me know, and we can all talk and see if we can work out a, a, a nice meeting place for everybody. So your physical um, resources are incredible. You have you can pour into yourself Christ. You can just say Christ more, Christ more of the Lord, and that's going to make you stronger. Then there's your choices. You know, we've talked about that. You just have to choose. You have to, you know, just like, um, was it Joshua who said, it's like, choose this day who you're going to serve. But for me in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I loved that. It's like, you know, I realize everyone's going to make all different choices, but me, I'm making a stand and I'm not going to move. I'm going to choose the Lord. You have to make that commitment. It's like, you no, know, even if I don't want to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to, you know, early in the morning and that way it's done. You know what I mean? It's like that way. It's like, okay, at night, it's too easy to give in. You know, if you have a, a daily afternoon time, if you're an at-home mom, you've got a little bit of leeway maybe, but I encourage you to make that commitment first thing in the morning. Um, obedience. Make obedience priority. Make obedience priority. Examine yourself. Ask God to examine my heart. Show me anything that's in me that's, that's not right before you, Lord. Um, be diligent. Search it out. And then I have PMA. That was from Matt Protracts. And it's a positive mental attitude. I want you guys to erase PMS from your vocabulary. PMS is not okay. Society tried to make that okay, that we could be wicked or act horrible um, because we had hormonal problems. But just like, you know, when I turn 50, they go, are you menopausal? I'm not going to let myself be menopausal. I'm sure I'm cranky, Ask anyone I live with. But... um, you know, it's, it's, you have to take that and not buy into what the world tells you and say, I'm going to have a positive mental attitude. I'm um, spiritual. You have all kinds of resources for spiritual. You have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. You have um, scripture that leads and guides you. You can pray. You can take your time to pray to the Lord. You can have sisters. We have accountability. I encourage you to get an accountability partner. Not easy. Not easy. Because someone's going to be right in your face if they're a good accountability partner and not going to let you compromise. Um, so we have things that are available to us. Those are like, we need in our physical realm, we need to start using those. In our spiritual realm, we need to start you know, saying, you know what? God is good. He wants for me the abundant life. And it's available to me, so I'm going to run after it. I'm going to chase after it. Our next little key is Philippians 3, 12 through 14. It says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Um, And there's another example... You know, I like it that Paul, Paul, I think is like, I, I, most people say Paul was an incredible apostle. You know, he had a lot together. Look at this; even his speaking ability is incredible. But, you know, he even, he looks at himself and he goes, I'm not there. I'm not there. And it's okay. It's like, you know what, this, our whole lifetime is the time that God's using to, what's the word, sanctification in our life. He's, he's going to build us and strengthen us and make us and mold us and shape us into Christ. And it says pressing and straining. It's going to take effort. It's not easy, but it is so worth it. You know, and I love what, what Paul says next. It's like um, there's a prize. There's value in seeking Christ. We win. We win. Why don't you want to be on the winning team? We win. When all said and done, we win. You know, it's like, we're going to be with Christ forever. Everything's going to be perfect. Paul went into heaven. He was shown heaven. He says there's not even words." word. The greatest orator that ever lived, besides Jesus maybe, says you can't even imagine what God has planned for you. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. We're not going to be on clouds playing flutes, you know. It's not going to work like that. He's got an incredible plan and purpose. And, and the thing is, we have to start thinking, it's like, God loves you. He is madly in love with you. He loves you. He loves you. He died. He sent his son and he died for you. He loves you. He's so worth it. If you spend everything that you have, if you put it all out there, you'll be so glad you did. Don't you want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Are those not the words that you want to resonate in your ears when you stand before the risen Christ? Well done. Time is short. Christ is coming back soon. 2000 years ago he said I'll be right back. Any moment. Everything is in place. He is ready to come back. We are going to meet him in the air. It's there. It's going to happen. It's let's get ready. Let's get excited. Let's go God. No more wasted time. I'm no more excuses. None. I'm not going to let that stop me. Nothing's going to hinder me. Nothing. Get your sports clothes on, girls. Get your teddies on. It's like, I want it. Got it. Let it burn in your heart. It's like, I want Christ. He's there. He's making it. Resources are everywhere. You can grab a hold of that. It's like, Lord, I want it all. Everything you have for me. I know that a lot of us. Oh, look, okay. I So that's everything I just said. <laughs> um, and I guess maybe I didn't hit on believe it. Do we really believe it? When we read those, do we believe it? Do we take it into our heart? That's true for me. That's true for me. He did it for me. He wrote those words in the book for you. Those are for you. And it's like, yes, Lord. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, God's going to blow you away. And God is no one's debtor. No one's debtor. There isn't anything that you can give him that he can't give you back so much more. And he's going to. Just like they say, when you take off this us, you take any part of ugly off and put it over here, God gives you riches. You have available to you the riches that have been given to his son. It's just, I can't even believe it. It's like, me. I don't know. It's like, maybe if you guys can pick one or think about one. Um, I know that we've heard all of these things. You know, it's like, you need to make a resolute commitment. I mean, like, sold out. Sold out, that's it. I'm going to, it's like, until to death. It's like, I'm going to serve him until I die. I'm going to do whatever it is until I die. All in. I'm going to be all in with my time, all in with my money, all in with my life. You know, we've been taught recently that when you, when you enjoy something, when you really enjoy something, praise just bubbles over. Just like your children when they're young or your grandchildren. Um, if you're into sports, men are into sports. You know, it's like when they enjoy it and they're all in, it's like praise just erupts. You just want to talk about it. You just enjoy it. You just want to tell every good thing about it. Um, Do we delight in the Lord? Do we really delight in him? Is he our joy? Um, You know, is our heart divided by anything? God has to be the main thing. He won't take second place, ever. He will not take second place. And I don't want to be broken. I want to just be able to say, you're right, Lord. You should be number one. Make that choice myself so that God doesn't have to break me in half until where I think, that's right, you're number one. Um you're going to become whatever you crave in life, you're going to become that. You know, if you crave the things of this world, you know, it's hard not to. They're, I'm visual. You know, it's, sin is pleasurable for a season. You know, those, those things can be distracting. I, it's Jackie taught, talked about his wanter. It's like my wanter can get pointed at different things all the time. It's like I want this or I want that, but I have to get that wanter centered on Christ. Um, and I want to get to that point where like none of these things move me. You know, regardless of my circumstances or what's going on in life, it's like that's not going to move me. Because I know from reading the Word, don't you love that the Bible comes in so many translations? You can find one that just fits you. You know, I mean, it's it's... You can find one that captures your interest. I, I like the NIV. They call it the non-inspired version, and that breaks my heart sometimes. It's like, "Oh, darn. when you know I'd like that one?" Um, but you know, that's the one that seems to be able to minister to me. It seems like when I read that, I, I get it. I catch it. though I, can, I understand most of the words. Um, but I want to be able to get that foundation down, so nothing moves me. And an extravagant worship. Do we worship them extravagantly? Giving him your all. We can. we can. The one key that I want to really leave you with is we really need to start listening to the voice of truth. Um, I wrote down some scriptures for you. And there, there are scriptures that most everybody knows. Um, like um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Do you believe that do you bank on that when you're having struggles do you do you you say lord you have a plan for me and i'm going to trust it you have a purpose for me i'm going to believe it um and start seeking his word trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths do you trust that you know so it's so easy to take control of the situation again it's like i'll do that i'm a control freak you know, I just seemed to, to do that. Um, my favorite scripture, I had had a really bad accident, and I didn't know if I was going to ever be mentally competent again. And somebody had given me this verse, and it said, The eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. I was practically brain dead, so I just thought, but I knew that when I read that, I thought, all I need, Lord, is my heart completely yours. So that was my focus. I just tried to do, center myself on Christ, and he was so faithful. He did move in my life. Um, and how about, and we know that all things work together for the good, to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Do you know that? Do you take your all things and say, I don't know how this is going to be good. I have a son who has juvenile diabetes. It has been a stumbling stone for me. But I've finally come to the realization is God's working out something in It's not about me. It's about him. And God is going to use that for good. I I would appreciate it if God would send me an email, but he hasn't yet. It's been 10 years, 10 long, heartbreaking years, but I believe with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength that God has a purpose and a plan in that. He just went to Bible college, and I've been able to see in his life that young people is where he needs to go. He has an incredible compassion for them, he, he sees the child that feels separated and he can go love them. You know where he got that from? From suffering. From suffering as a child. God's going to use that for his glory. That's fruit in heaven for him. I want him to have that. I want him to have fruit. I want him to glorify God. And it's like I can finally say, all things work together for the good to those that love god and are called according to his purpose for 10 years i've said god it's wrong what you did was wrong it wasn't right my son tells me he's 14 years old and all the kids are talking in youth group and it's like who's your hero in the bible and they come to my son and he says job job it's like he was able to suffer God loved him. Broke my heart. Broke me. But now I see the good. I see the good. Is, is diabetes good? Absolutely not. Hate it. Hate it. But God's taking that thing. He's going to use it for his glory, and that makes it good. It's sweet. So I've given you, like, a little card here. Um. And I'm hoping that maybe you can write down a couple of things. Maybe some things that you get, some of the nuggets that you get. Maybe if it's some of, um, you know, it's like something God's ministering to your heart. You know, some of maybe something that brings you joy, or something like, you know, what God's word was ministered to me. I'm going to get in it. I haven't been there. I'm in it now. Every morning, just a couple of things that you're going to keep with you, and you're going to say, "I'm focusing. I'm going to do it. I heard the voice of God, and I'm going to." And I'm going to work these things in my life. Or maybe it's something that robs your joy. And it's like, I'm not giving that power anymore. But it's just some things that you can keep with you. Maybe it's a couple of scriptures that really minister to you. And you're going to write your scriptures on there. You're going to keep them in your heart. On your little sticky, you're going to write one thing that you're going to put on your bathroom mirror. One thing. One thing that either brings you joy, stills your joy... Ministers to you that you're gonna say, I'm gonna this one thing is what I'm gonna cry. Maybe it's Christ, maybe it's just gonna be Jesus Christ on that paper. He's number one, he's the main thing. And just keep those little remembrances with you. Keep those little things that are just gonna always gonna turn your. And you have to remember the voice of truth, it's it's speaking to you. If you feel like it's not, you're wrong. You're gonna have to quit beating yourself up. No more beating yourself up. Just no more. You're a child of God. He loves you. He's made all the sacrifice for you. You're dirt. Remember, you were made and created out of dirt and bone. God doesn't expect you to be perfect. It's all right. We make mistakes, we fall down, we're gonna get back up and get right back where we were. Doesn't matter if it's been a day, a week, a month, ten years, it doesn't matter. Right there, you're going to get up. Right there, you're going to get right back on the narrow path, and you're going to start walking forward. I love that's been another central theme. Forward, 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 girls. That's where we're going to And it doesn't matter. Paul said we're going to forget what's behind. The past is gone. You cannot change it. You can only change today. It's like I'm not going to let that defeat me anymore. I'm not going to let that hold me back. I'm not going to let that... Whatever it was, whatever the past was, because it's gone. The blood of Christ, you confess that to the Lord, and the blood of Christ covers it. It's forgiven. And no matter who brings it up and throws it in your face, it doesn't matter. It's forgiven. You don't have to answer to anyone else. You can say you're sorry, maybe, but you don't have to answer to anyone else. And you can walk in the freedom that that brings you So just remember it's not easy. Christ warned us. He's already told us that it's life is hard. Life is just hard. But it is so worth it serving him. You guys agree to that? Yes. And I'm going to quit. We're going to start pouring Christ into our life and we're going to pour him all over our circumstances. You know, it's just that's that moving forward. Christ is going to be our passion. You know, and it's like, are you guys going to let, let Christ satisfy you? Let him. He wants to. You're his daughter. I love that song. What's that song that's out right now? The Voice of Regret or the, um, my name is Regret. Oh, yeah. My name is Regret, and it's just like, not, and it's like, uh-uh, those all wrong voices. I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. He's already covered everything for me. I love him. And, um. And the voice of truth, you know, I just want you to remember, scripture is really the voice of truth. Don't listen to all those things in your head that tear you apart. Don't let him do it. Just it's, it's the, Remember, you have an enemy. Remember, your, your flesh is battling the spirit. Um, don't listen to those voices that condemn you. Convict you, yes. That's the Lord because he loves you. Just like a parent, we're going we're gonna to discipline our child. The Lord, if you're being disciplined by the Lord, praise God. You're his. That's a confirmation that you belong to him. And just be able to receive his correction and move on. So the voice of truth. I want you guys, the voice of truth. I had it on a song, and I wanted to just end with that. But I don't think it plays very loud. I tried to put it on a speaker. So we'll just, maybe we'll just so take a couple of quiet moments and just maybe talk to the Lord and listen to this music.
1: The key, this is the key.
0: want you to do, listen and believe the voice of truth. I thank you so much for for coming and joining me and letting me have a time to share with you and um, we'll just pray and I'm not even sure anyone know what day it is? What time is it? Oh, it's 9.30 It's 5 o'clock Oops, are we late? (laughs) Okay, let's go before the Lord. Lord God, we just Thank you so much that you are the voice of truth. In your word, Lord God, is everything we need for life and godliness. Everything we need for every circumstance. Everything that we need to follow you, Lord. Thank you for the encouragement you put in your word. Thank you, Lord God, that you you have all the saints that came before us, Lord God. And you're not afraid to show us their sin and their failures and their... Um, their struggles in life, Lord God, to give us courage, to show us that you stand beside us all the way, all the way through. If God is for us, nothing can be against us. You are faithful to complete what you've started in our lives, Lord God. You, just, you are the power that we need to walk through life. Um, we praise you. We thank you. We, I pray, Lord, that it will just turn our hearts to worship you. You are worthy to be worshiped. You, are, you deserve um, our love. And Lord God, I just thank you for the body that we've come together, that we could build up, stir up, and cheer up each other. Help us to learn more about coming alongside, helping each other, not to be afraid to, to share our struggles with one another, and that we would find, we would dig in your word, and we would get the encouragement that we need, the faith that we need, the confidence in you that we need to make it, to get through, Lord God, until we see you face-to-face where everything will make sense. Everything will be pieced together. So I pray, Lord God, that for, for each lady here, that she will walk out with that voice of truth resonating in her heart, that her Father in heaven loves her and will stand beside her through everything that she faces in life. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise, Lord God. In your son's name we ask. Amen.